0: everybody this is so many sequels i'm josh i'm garrett and i'm david welcome to the show we're going to be talking about the new jordan peele film nope to, but first wanted to talk about some ways that people can maybe engage with us more if they would like to or you know if you don't i don't know why you listen but if you that's want to, that's a good point if
1: you, yeah. if if you, you don't engage with op- us Yeah, we
0: have some options for you now obviously all the general social media channels were there and you can chat with us there facebook instagram tiktok twitter i think that's all of them we're there so follow us we'll follow you back and we'll talk about movies if you want to get even more in depth with us this is my favorite option we got a patreon account Patreon.com slash so many sequels, where for just a couple bucks, if you have two extra dollars you want to throw our way each month, we'll give you access to our cast and crew discord channel, where you can chat with us and a few other big movie fans about what we're doing on the show, movie news, TV shows, funny stories, just whatever. We'll talk about whatever Mm -hmm. on discord. Mm -hmm. So uh, go check that out. Right? Yeah, right now. You you both agree it's fun,
1: right? Oh yeah. Right now they got a sneak peek of what we're working on uh, coming up after or next month, they already are clued in. They've waited and they've had their opinions heard. And then we're going to incorporate that into the special thing that I'm not going to say, because I'm going to tease you about it to go to our Patreon and figure it out. Yeah. But also as of recording, this is San Diego comic-con
0: weekend. And just yet last night we were throwing all the new Marvel news that was coming out, they announced all of phase five. And yep. a few bits of phase six.
1: Yeah. Which is nuts. And drop then,
0: trailers. A lot of different studios drop trailers. So we're yeah. chatting about that stuff too. Um yeah, we, it's yeah. not
1: just movies, it's pop culture in yeah. general. All to no topics topics the... ex- excluded. Well, yeah. maybe some, reason.
0: but no, they haven't reason. come up yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll ban those people. But go to anyway, go to patreon.com slash so many sequels if you are a fan of us, a fan of the show, or just I don't know, you wanna help. fan of movies. Just We'd a fan love to of just talk about movies, go check that out. We keep, it's
1: very affordable, <laughs> I think, I hope. Yeah, no, and if you help us out, then we put it back into the show. It helps with our website equipment and yeah. social media and keeping us, uh, you know, on schedule and on pace.
0: You know, I'm gonna, I'm just thinking out loud now we should uh, to talk about all the Marvel stuff that came out, we should consider doing Instagram live maybe sometime this week yeah. Yeah. if a couple of us or
2: three of us or four that. of us. When we yeah, can talk about, yeah. talk about Marvel. We talk about John Wick. John uh, Wick! I
0: watched the trailer for that, and it looks uh, sick.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it does. It looks really good. It does. John Wick June will return, I think. Yes. Although, I think the movie doesn't come out in June. So I think it'll be John Wick March. And for, yeah. It'll be... It doesn't work the same. It'll but be it'll, good. Well, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll, we'll come work out. on it.
0: Okay. I think that's all the house cleaning. So, let's move on to our movie of the week, which is brand new movie, original movie from writer-director Jordan Peele. This is his third feature film, Nope, mm-hmm. which just came out this weekend, so it's brand new in theaters. Before uh, This is going to be a spoiler-heavy review because we just can't talk about this movie without spoilers, I think. So don't watch... Stop listening, I guess, because we're just going to get into spoilers pretty, quick, pretty early on, I think. So don't listen if you haven't seen it yet. Go find a spoiler-free review somewhere because... It ain't here. Oh, we're getting into it. Okay. So, spoiler warning out of the way. I think the first question I want to ask everybody is, do you feel like it was, we were misled heavily with the trailer? And was that good or bad? if you agree. I would say that the
2: trailer itself was fairly, you know, enigmatic. It wasn't overly clear what it was going to be specifically about. You know, I think it leaned on the imagery of UFOs or flying saucers or whatever to convey a certain type of movie. Sure. But I think for the most part, if you go back and you watch the trailer, I feel like for the most part, it, it keyed in on the main part of the story, which is, you know, this brother and sister trying to get footage of
1: aliens or extraterrestrials or something like that. And I think that held true. I think there were two trailers that I remember, and I feel like the first trailer really set me up for it to be a horror movie a horror movie with a my, some kind of weird, supernatural thing, like a traditional, more what you would expect from a Jordan Peele movie based on what we've gotten so far, more horror-based. And the second one that came out really threw that one for a loop for me, it was More of this, it was almost set up as this kind of a hustle or a con that it was presented as they were trying to get footage. But to me, it came across as they were trying to, they were in the movie industry and they were trying to make something rather than it be an actual thing, I think the issues that I had with the trailer, at least based on the first one and the jump to the second one, it's not so much the second one. I feel like the first one set me up for a, again, what I was expecting from a traditional Jordan Peele movie. And this is not what that movie is. And it took me a day to adjust to that. This is not a horror movie. This is Jordan Peele's take on an alien UFO movie. And after shifting it from that, really changed how I felt about it. Okay.
0: Okay. I felt slight. I don't know if mislead is the right word now that I thought about it a little bit. But I do feel like I was a little bit, in a good way, bamboozled by the trailers because I did not get what I expected. and And that is good for me. Because there's nothing worse than the trailer that tells you the whole movie. I mm-hmm. like it when a trailer gets me excited and then gives me something slightly different. Because this is weird. I don't know. It was a lot weirder than the trailer made it seem to me anyway. I knew it, there'd be a level of weirdness, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, I think they're good trailers.
1: Anyway. I think if you see it and they go back and watch it, the trailer will be like, oh, oh yeah, I see that sense. you weren't actually trying to mislead me. It was just yeah. what I'm used to and what I expected.
0: All right. That said, I guess then let's just talk about our overall impressions of the movie. I'll start. I just, I'll say I really enjoyed it. It was very good. It was fun. It was suspenseful. So I felt, you know, I walked away having a good time at the movies and that's what I want. So that was good. It took me a little bit of research afterward to get some of the metaphor that was at play because it's not as in your face as it is for Get Out and for us us. as well. Get Out is just, I think the most, it's the most blatant what the metaphor is in Get Out. And this one, it took me some reading to figure out and it made me like it even more too, because I read, I believe it was in IndieWire, their review. They said that the movie is a metaphor for this lifestyle we live in now where we are constantly consuming horrifying events and we're objectifying tragedy and trying to capitalize on it and this is yep. a metaphor for that with how you know in this movie they're um the characters are almost never concerned with what in the fuck is happening they're trying to get a shot so they can make money and if that's not just indictment of american society i don't know what it's well, so I like that and I didn't get it watching it, but I get it now hearing it back.
2: Yeah, I had read something similar in Vox. They talked about how there's almost a level of detachment that, I, that modern, specifically America has about it's almost not real if you didn't record it. It's almost yep. not real if you didn't, you know, get it on video or get it, you know, get it in some form, you know, saved for the future. That an experience isn't really an experience if, you know, you're the only one to have it that kind of thing. And you know, we even see that to a detriment when a TMZ photographer shows up and as he's yes. being killed, he's begging for someone to film it. You know, yeah. Stephen Yeun's character
0: literally has a secret shrine to this horrific event that happened on a TV show he worked on in the 90s as a kid. It's like mm-hmm. we do just and we the, the IndieWire review said for an audience who is basically addicted
2: to terror. Yeah. And there was a, there's a great point. Someone that someone made is a, uh, Steven Yoon's character goes through this really traumatic experience, but he can't even like he struggles to access it through his own memory. He can only access it through an SNL sketch about the event. That's how he processes what that traumatic thing that happens to him is by remembering a, a retelling of the event, as opposed to his, his brain, own you know? memories. Yeah. Wow. And that's very, I think that's fairly true of a lot of people today. There's a lot, I, There is, I probably remember more about the coverage of traumatic, of like tragic events these days. than I remember actually, you know, the conversations I had with people during them.
0: Right. It's we're so used to it that OJ's reaction in the movie isn't to, or not OJ, but his sister is the one whose idea it starts with, but he jumps on board pretty quick. The reaction is not, oh my God, we got to get the hell away from this alien monster or anything like that. It's, oh, we got to get the shot.
2: So we can sell it for all this money. Cause we just, yeah, anyway. Steven Young's first reaction is to try to, you know, use it as a selling point for his his theme park, you know,
1: I think maybe that is where the overall metaphor may have been, you know, I liked this movie a lot. And again, after thinking on it for a day or two, it might take you a while to sit with it. And if you're going in again, expecting a traditional Jordan Peele horror movie, don't because I think you will walk out a little upset, maybe not upset, but a little confused, um, and let down based on it's a good movie. It's mm-hmm. got his suspense. The characters are great. They have a good dynamic, but it isn't a horror movie in my opinion. It's no, a I... big blockbuster alien, movie. So adjust your expectations to that. I think that what could have helped as far as a storyteller device is you just needed a little bit more of that character who was concerned in order to drive the message that you read about Josh. Cause I think that message watching it totally lost. I was a little confused by the overall story as what they were doing. Like I got that they were trying to do it, but there wasn't that character who did have that concern. And I think that Daniel Kaluuya's character could have been that for a brief moment because they have s- such a different dynamic, Daniel and Kiki Palmer, who shined in this movie. She was amazing, but they were different as far as like how they presented it. And I think that if At any moment in time, there could have been a little bit more. No, we have to get out of here. And then the transition to no, we got to sell this. And that just didn't happen. But I'd say that is the one critique that I have with the storytelling. But overall, the Jordan Peele suspense, the character development, the interaction, I was really intrigued by everything that was happening. It just didn't connect with me until I had time to think about it afterwards. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think we even all said that coming out. I was like, I kind of need to sit on that one because it is very, methodical, it's very slow, but you know, there's a real, it, the movie has time for, to breathe on things, you know, it's not like rapid pace. It, you know, it may not go down as being the scariest movie of 2022, but the scares it has are good. Like they, there are some genuinely scary, terrifying moments, and there's some really claustrophobic moments that had me a little nervous. And then there's also just some great, some great horror imagery. I know that someone else, the Vox article I read about it pointed out that there is another theme Black erasure in Hollywood and how the first ever, you know, the first credited, you know, motion picture essentially is a two second clip of a black man riding a horse. And while the horse is much celebrated, the black jockey riding it is mostly forgotten the time, which is something that I guess, and I think in reality, nobody knows who that was. So Jordan feels kind of able to use that to his advantage to create this family of his descendants. And they pointed out that if you look throughout the house, you will see all these posters of um, movies where that you know had all black casts, but in the '60s, and movies that were directed by black directors in the '70s, and stuff like that—that that we don't like to talk about now—we like to talk about how is it? How isn't it great that more black actors are working today? But we just completely erase the work of black creative people in Hollywood, going back through the decades and their place in film. I thought another interesting component of it seems to be, and I'm not really sure what the metaphor here is, and I've not been able to see anybody clue me in on it. There seems to be thing that Jordan Peele wants to say using trained animals as a metaphor for something. Cause you have the forces that are trained to be in movies. We have Gordy, the chimps that were used in that section of the movie. And obviously Stephen Ewan's character is, tr- believes that he has trained this. You, what do they call it? UAP to be a part of his show. And obviously there's a, some kind of commentary there about, you know, Trying to about mankind, trying to tame nature for his own good or the, for his own benefit, his the, own entertainment, yeah. i sure.
0: The idea that I've seen around that is that uh, the theme is that you can't, <clears throat> that you can't tame a predator basically. And, mm-hmm. but that has never stopped man from trying mm-hmm. because that yeah, Stephen Yun has seemingly to him trained the UAP for his Jupiter's whatever show and then M and OJ try to basically train him again train the UAP again through this complex mouse trap wrangling operation they've made with inflatable tube men and stuff mm-hmm. and it just never it never quite work out quite works out and that's the same with Gordy in the Gordy's home sitcom that is another central theme of this that yeah you know one day the monkey just snapped because they thought he yeah. was trained, but he is, st- but Monkey is an apex predator and they will kill. And chimp, chimpanzee. They will kill, kill
2: humans. Yeah. They will rip your face off.
0: Yeah. Like we, we, you won't win a fight with a chimp,
1: probably. <laughs> no, I know. So, yeah, guys-
0: this whole idea of, of animals that can't and shouldn't be tamed, I think.
1: How did you guys feel about his take on, again, an alien kind of a movie? Again, David, you mentioned some of the scares and I feel yeah. like the fir- the first half of this movie is built towards more scare and suspense and there's a moment where oj is in a barn and there's some really good tension and creep factor there and then it transitions away from that more into the overall story and the uap and then you know again getting into bigger spoilers you see what happens to this uap as it develops what did you guys think about the overall process for that or the look of that
0: i i liked the direction that it went in because they you know once you start to get the hint that this is an alien movie, you think, okay, where when are the little green men coming? And you start to get that start to show up a little bit, and then oh, nope, it's a misdirect. And it turns out that the this the flying saucer is The alien it is a creature. And so I like that that twist, that misdirect, because I was like, you know, I've never seen a flying saucer movie where the saucer is the alien. That's cool. The problem, a big problem with alien movies, in my opinion, is that it takes any story into fantasy, basically, right? Because, you know, even if you 100% believe in aliens, what they look like is our fantasy. Mm -hmm. So... It's hard to deliver the look of an alien. And I think that this one kind of, as it, the more you see of it, the less I like it, if that makes sense. Because at first it's hidden and they don't show you very much. It sleeps by in the shadows or you just see the inside of its mouth and those moments are creepy, but then once it starts to show itself and then even more once it evolves into this broken, I thought it looked like a parachute monster at the end of it. In fact, one thing I thought that I was like, I wonder if they're going to say this and they didn't was, you know, a big explanation for the Roswell UFO incident in the early 1900s was a weather balloon. That's what they say it was. And I thought, you know what broken falling apart alien kind of looks like he could be weather balloon debris i wonder if that's the trick they're going with it was never explicitly said but that was my idea that i thought would be fun so that's all my thoughts on how the alien looked david what are your thoughts
2: i was gonna say for an alien movie it's very interesting because it's very like as opposed to so aliens usually i think in film are usually like a metaphor for invasions paranoia you know natural disaster that type of thing right Something that basically you can't explain because it's like, it, there's not that where are you going to get the answers from? You can't explain it. Right. You can't go over there and talk to it and say, Hey, where did this come from? So it reminded me in that sense, a lot of the way that like they handled Cloverfield where the monster is sort of, you know, not seen at all moments and it's, and nobody has any idea where this thing came from or why it's suddenly here, you know, it shows up and it's just this creature with no explanation, and it's not haunting a big city. It's haunting a tiny little town outside of of Hollywood. So like, I thought from that perspective, from the perspective of maybe not even an alien movie, but like a monster movie, I think it worked really well because it was always this big looming thing. And monster movies sometimes can crumble on the monster reveal, right? I thought that in line with the trained animals thing that I was talking about, The monster as it sort of opens up and it reveals this kind of like you said almost like tattered parachute weather balloon butterfly thing right from a distance from an aesthetic distance i was like you know this is actually kind of a beautiful animal thing in the same way that a tiger is beautiful from a distance or a chimpanzee is beautiful from a distance but when aggressive and when coming right at you It's a terrifying thing to have to see. So I appreciated that like, they didn't just make it. It's not, it's not a knock on this film, but it's not like the creatures from the quiet place where like they're horrifying for many, whether they're coming at you or not. They look terrifying. This is like a creature that like, if left alone, you might be like, oh, look at that. A majestic creature over there, right? But it has this, you know, Need to hunt as this need to eat, and unfortunately, the people are the food. I really enjoyed the monotone reading of a uh, flying purple people leader because I was like, Oh man, if this thing turns out to be purple, this is that's like Jordan Peele was just like waiting. He was like, You know what? Someone needs to make a movie about a flying purple people leader. But it know. was <laughs> it let me was, jump in real quick because it that guy that was
1: top dollar from the crow, and he is very good at being <laughs> very creepy, but his voice is just creepy itself very and deep that and the way that he just mm-hmm. talks and it was really good performance by him i thought he did pretty good yeah it was really gruff the performances are good
2: you know you really do i think care about these characters almost from the beginning because i agree the way you know we briefly get keith david who is great in everything and i don't know if this is appropriate to say but daniel kalua looks like he could easily be keith david's son in some of these shots like the way that they the way they Let's are together casting. and their voice it, it just worked really well so i and you know, keep David dies a pretty horrifying kind of way to die. Mm. It's just like, yeah. just looking up and then just a quarter. coin slots right through your eyeball. No, thanks. You know, nope, as it were. And uh, there
0: is one, there's a couple moments, but there's one really good nope payoff that I really, there was a highlight for me in the truck.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was my favorite. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was one of those times. Uh, so there's this time where he, the, the creature is above him and he opens his door, he creaks his door open and looks up at it and he shuts the door and goes, Oop. Yep. That was the right? good one, and, and then I can't remember. There's something that happens. There's a little beat, and then he goes and locks the door, unlocks the car door, <laughs> the truck. Yeah, it's like yeah, that little extra bit, you know, hey. anything that I makes think, it a little more comfortable. But this thing can clearly inhale the whole truck if it really wanted to. Yeah, they were um, used in
1: a smart way throughout the movie. Every time that they popped up, they were. I felt like they were natural in those moments. That is the reaction you would have. Yes. Nope. And then just out.
2: Uh, and I and you know I think like it is and I think it's. It's so funny that this is the first time anybody has tried to use that as a as sort of like a meta title for a horror movie because I think it's a lot of people's natural reaction, especially when they watch a horror movie, to be like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. This is not going like, to, I'm like, if something moves down the hallway in this you know very old house I'm in, I'm out of the house. I'm not hanging around. So, yeah. I usually say, no, sir. Like, that's usually my go-to. No, sir, by Jordan Peele. I think, Josh, you might remember we went and watched a re-airing of The Conjuring. And one of the first things that happens is the titles come up, right? The uh, like the logos, and it just goes really loud. And I just went, okay, get <laughs> okay. it, okay, you no scary. Stop. We get it. No more loud stuff. Anyway, you know, another uh, fun, yeah. just
0: another fun part about this, at, or for us, is that we get this is the first time in a while we got to watch a movie together as a group. Yeah, it was even nice Andrew was the there. Whole, He's yeah. not on the show today, but he was there for the movie. So I can't remember uh, the last that's time always we were fun all when
1: together. That can happen. Even Nick, and Nikki made an appearance. Yeah, she was yeah, able he to was make there it. As well. It we was all, nice to have everybody. there. was a big group outing. I can't yeah. remember yeah. last time we were all at a movie. It's it's Let's different. also talk about. Yeah, it has been. This yeah, is also an original movie. Original thoughts. Original story. Green play Refreshing. Nice. Again, to see something that isn't, as as much as we love Marvel on the show and individually, it's always nice to not have a sequel, to have something that is original and creates new opportunities. And one of the opportunities that I think this is really going to do is elevate Kiki Palmer to the level that she deserves to be treated at. She is good and has been good for for a very long time. And I think that Daniel Kaluuya is one of our best current actors and will Mm -hmm. continue to be, and he was out.
2: I agree. I think he was definitely playing a, he was playing a little more, a little bit more resolute, a little bit more calm. I think obviously he's playing a little bit more in line, you know, Kiki's character is obviously more of the rebel against sort of her dad's style and his job, she, you know, they have open disagreement about the future of this business that they have, you know, and so he's playing a really good firm, you know, you know, young emulation of his dad. And obviously that's been a big part of his life. And I think, you know, we get into how they get into how Kiki felt, you know, I think in a way abandoned by the job when they took away her horse that she was going to train and they didn't even have you end up using camels anyway, but it was, you know, she wanted to be a part of it. She had this horse jean jacket she wanted to train. And then they had to take it and train it before her birthday, and so I think it's like she signifies signals that like that's where she lost interest in this job in this job. So like they have a very different personalities, and I think you I think that really works for this movie. Yeah, these, they're great together. Everybody honestly, there's not a there's not a weak performer in the movie. There's no, I don't think not so a weak either. moment
0: really. Yep. No, everybody's quite good, even Gordy the chimp. Yes, who is not. That's not a real monkey, but...
2: Oh, I'll tell you what. That Gordy the Chimp stuff, that might have been some of the scariest stuff in the movie. It was. Very. The bloody angry monkey was scary. There's no meaning yeah, that. was very since, intense. To, to, you know, contrast with the f- sort of fantastical element of a flying creature, right? You have the very real reality of a chimpanzee in it on a sitcom set. That was very... I was like, oh, this could happen. Like, this yep. could have easily happened.
0: Yeah. To Definitely yeah. could have. We should probably move on to the next part of the show then cuz unless there's any final thoughts on Nope as a movie I think we all nope. enjoyed it. <clears throat>
2: no, yeah, nope. I had a lot of fun with it. You know, it's horror is not really my genre all in all and uh, like I said this may not be the scariest movie of the year but it it had scary parts and I was very scared many a time. But also it had a got a lot of good laughs. I think it was a good I think it's a good movie if you really want to see it for this summer. Yeah, I would agree. All right, David, how was how's opening weekend been? You know, the early estimates right now are 44 million opening weekend, sort of between 44 and 50 million, which would be about in line with George Peele's last movie, Nope, or excuse me, Us. <laughs> I was reading, I was looking at the same thing. Us, which I believe opened to around 50 million. And then Get Out opened in 30 million, but to Get Out ended up having a really good run because of great word of mouth. It depends on uh, going forward here because it could have really good word of mouth from people like us, or some people may say, some people may say that this isn't as scary as us and get out. And so they may dip down. It <laughs> opened well, though. It opened in 3,700 theaters. In number two spot, you have Thor, Love, and Thunder, which brought in 22 million. Minions, The Rise of Gru brought in 17.7. Where the Crawdad Sings, an adaptation of the one of best selling book, I believe, is at number four. And then number five, still hanging in the number five spot, is Top Gun. Stay there, baby. So, Keep it going. Keep it going. Overall, a great weekend for the box office, despite none of the movies being like $100 million movies, the box office as a total did pretty well. I was going to look up Jordan Peele's other movies to see how they compared, but I will just say that Jordan Peele is quickly becoming or joining that group of directors who are a brand. We like to, you know, we talk about sequels a lot. So we talk about branding with Marvel and Thor and, you know, Batman and john wick and stuff like that but there are directors still today who themselves are a brand guys like chris nolan steven spielberg the cohen brothers help oh, me out insert any but jordan peele with just three movies two movies even really has really established himself in that
1: category of people go oh it's a new jordan peele movie oh okay i'll check right. that out right yeah i think that is one thing that we didn't really hit on and we don't have a ton of time so let's not get too deep into <laughs> it but jordan peele as a director is just continuing to grow his ideas are very interesting, and his storytelling in the process is so, the suspense built of this movie, whether you walk away enjoying it or being a little let down, even when I was a little let down, I still enjoyed the moment and watching it, seeing it. It was a good experience, and so mm-hmm. he is just so solid.
0: Yeah, I saw this morning that Nope's opening weekend is the highest opening weekend for an original movie since Jordan Peele's last movie. Us. So he has also established himself as a real original hit maker. Jordan Eel's movies up to this point are nothing you've seen before. Literally. It's not based on anything. It's not a sequel. These are brand new and that is always welcome.
2: Yeah. And actually I was, I was off actually. So uh, uh, Us opened March 22nd, 2024, opening weekend of 71 million. So actually even better than what I described. So like I said, 50 million earlier, but that's pretty good. Us ended up finishing with $175 million in the U.S., and there's no reason to expect that Nope won't do about the same. They might finish a little lower. But, yeah, we've had, you know, that thing is that I love a good original movie. I was surprised that Us was the other, like, original idea movie that, you know, uh, the, in that category you were describing, Josh, because I would have thought, what was the stat? It's the highest opening day or opening weekend?
1: original movie highest original
0: original movie opening since us okay
2: yeah it will be i was like i was thinking that for whatever reason i was thinking knives out would have been in that category too but this if projections hold out this will open three million dollars higher than knives out so there you go anyway
1: all right that's it for the box office
2: do you want to do a quick letterbox game
1: yeah i've seen Um, it so i can run it i already know okay go ahead so Um, boys what do you got
0: Three
2: point eight. Yeah, it's really early. I'm gonna say,
1: I'm gonna say four point one. Three point eight for Josh. Four point one for David. Mm-hmm. And David wins. Nope, it's a four point oh from the Letterboxd Even four point right oh. Right four That's finished. not bad. Cool.
2: What are the other? Can you look up us and get out while we're while we're yeah. doing these r- little wrap ups? Where are they at? I can. Let me add that to the list. I was
0: reading. I was reading some of the note reviews on Letterboxd earlier. And they're very thoughtful because <laughs> I was, I tried to look at them ahead of time to go to, you know, so I can find some funny ones to read off, but all the top ones were very long and thoughtful for the most part.
1: <laughs> Let's see. it all uh, be comedy. Right now. Nope is in the middle at 4.0. You got us just underneath it at 3.7 and uh, get out at the top 4.2. Wow. So, Jordan hovering around all three movies hovering around that four stars, which again, a letterbox difficult to do. Is quite good. Quite good. Yeah, if it's a
2: 4.2 on Letterbox, it's a, pretty much a guarantee it's like a fantastic movie. Yeah, you can't go wrong.
1: Okay. What are our scores? I'm with the Letterbox community. It's a four-star movie for me. Me too. Okay. Me
2: too. I'm going to put it a four-star. Yeah. It's not, I think it's not Top Gun Maverick out of my top five for the year. Ooh. Okay. No.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I'll go with a four as well. I don't see a reason not to. So there we go. That, I don't even need to do that average. It's a four for all of us. <laughs> cool. That's the end of the show. That is. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching Nope, and uh, listening to us talk about it. Find it was us online, a ton of fun. huh? I said it was a ton of fun. Oh, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, find us online, social media. We're on all of them. So follow, look, search for the show. Follow us there, and of course, like I said at the top of the show, go check out that Patreon so you can get a- access to our Discord and chat with us there about what what else we're watching outside of what we're doing for this show and some other fun teases and cool stuff like that.
1: But yeah, that's it. Next month, well, oh, yeah, what are we in doing? Order. I don't know next what we're mo- doing next week. Next week, I'm not going to say, but we are doing a theme month for oh, all of August. Oh, we're starting the new
0: theme next week?
1: We're starting the new theme next week. So we will not be doing our traditional format. We are in a theme month for the month of August. Very excited about it. You can join the Patreon, Discord, find out about it, or follow us on social media at So Many Sequels, and we will be making those announcements. There may be on the Instagram Live whenever we set that time. To-
0: yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, go check those out and we'll be posting soon what it's gonna be. Until then, I don't know. Have fun. Yeah. Nope. Even, uh, I miss Andrew's outros. Remember when he did his fun little We ad just jokes? need to tell
1: him what movie we're doing and then have him come up with something and will just I know. He's like the porky pig at the end sometimes of the movie. Sometimes it'd tubes. be really
2: sometimes yeah. it would be really clever, you know, it'd be from the movie yeah. and then some for this he'd go, We gotta peel out of here.
0: Oh <laughs> no. And, and that's when we us would, would
1: collectively no. go, Nope. Nope. No.
2: Nope. nope.
0: Now I'm like trying to knock the computer out. Okay. We're going to leave now for real. Ending shows is always hard.